0: This is episode 1 of Living with Diabetes And uh, a little bit about me, my name is Margaret Frankowitz And I've been a diabetic since 2010 Uh, Some of the things that I just wanted to address today Is the fear and anxiety that actually comes with a diabetes diagnosis Uh, Some of the things that what you don't know can actually kill you But living with diabetes and being in the knowledge of having diabetes, you could actually live a very long time. One of the first things that you actually have to do is to get your A1C checked. It's a three month window uh, into your past on how you're actually doing with your blood sugar. The reason why blood sugar is so important to actually get into control is... Well, I mean, when your numbers start to get kind of high, you don't feel that great, and also it could actually lead to heart complications. So it is very good to actually seek a nutritionist, which your doctor will usually recommend, and put you on the diabetic diet, which is a great start if you are going to learn how to eat correctly, because being a diabetic... This is a lifestyle change for you. This is a wake-up call. When the doctor tells you, okay, you have diabetes, I mean, there's two, two ways you can go. You can either quit and say, I'm not gonna deal with it. And of course, that'll be detrimental to your lifespan. Or you can go ahead and say, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and embrace this lifestyle change. I'm gonna make the corrective actions that I need to do because I know the American diet isn't that great anyways. So I'm gonna go ahead and start eating properly. And eat properly is is and probably will be the hardest thing you actually ever do in your life. I know because I've been doing this for 10 years. And I'm telling you, I still don't have it down. So um, one of the reasons being is because, of course, fast food is very convenient, it's there when you need it. You don't always have a kitchen to actually cook in. And so it's very easy to go into like a McDonald's or like a Burger King or any of those fast food joints and actually pick up a sandwich. But believe it or not, you can actually pick and choose what you get there to actually eat healthy and actually go along with your diabetic diet. So one of the people that um, I would highly recommend actually, above any and all things, is a guy called Dennis Polak. He's on a YouTube channel and he is dedicated to actually helping out diabetics. And what's really cool is he actually checks his blood sugar before he actually eats a meal, so he knows what his numbers are before his meal, he knows what his numbers are after a meal, he does continuous checks, it's something that he actually highly recommends. So, I know that's a lot of information all in a little nutshell, but of course, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, One of the things, one of the best ways to actually control your diabetes is to educate yourself. And this has to be an ongoing routine every day, every day, every day, because eventually you're going to know more than, than the people who are telling you that you're diabetic. And that's a good thing because you do control your life, you're navigating your own ship and you're navigating your own survival tactic on how you're going to get through this. So nobody knows diabetes as well as you will know diabetes by the time you're done, and that should be everybody's goal. There's nothing wrong with medications. I've been taking metformin for 10 years, and the times I have stopped taking metformin, those are the times I've actually ended up in trouble. My numbers have gone up. Anything else you do your exercise routines any type of dieting is not going to matter unless You actually have your blood sugar under control So just like me I take a little pill called metformin, and I got a great doctor basically he said if I could actually Get my a1c levels down to to the point where they're supposed to be at he's he has nothing against actually taking me off the medication so of course I'm working with a doctor with that. I'm fortunate to be able to do that right now, so I'm happy with that. Uh, statistically, I've, I've heard different numbers out there in the atmosphere, <laughs> planet Earth, <laughs> right here in planet Earth, about um, the numbers of diabetics and type two diabetes, half the population of the world has some type of diabetes, whether it be a pre-diabetic situation or a full-blown diabetic situation. And the numbers range uh, anywhere for like um, for normal, which is anything below 6.0, I believe, uh, all the way up to like 14. I've been as high as a 13 before and I've brought my numbers back down, which is telling me that And I'm an eight right now, which is telling me that, yes, you can indeed bring your numbers down to actually near normal and actually live a good life. So um, you can avoid all types of complications this way. And I've actually got my numbers down below six. And, of course, they bounced back up when I wasn't taking the Metformin. So, for me personally, I probably will be on Metformin for life. But what's really nice about the Metformin, and I'm not trying to promote this by any means, but um, Metformin has been out for a while. You know, we're talking 30 plus years. That's why I feel a little bit safer with that than some of the other products on the market. So, I try to stick to the basics Um, For now, anyways. Uh, When that doesn't work anymore, then I might have to do something a little bit stronger. But um, for now, this is my tested and tried method. Okay, so back to statistics worldwide. I skipped that a little bit. But there have been varying numbers that I've actually heard. Now I'm in the state of Idaho. What was a little bit concerning to me was the fact that they say that 7 out of 10 diabetics don't even know that they're diabetic. So if you have a doctor I would encourage you if you suspect slight even slightly that you might have diabetes get your A1C checked. as a matter of fact if you're a diabetic and you haven't had your A1C checked in a while, get your A1c checked. The reason being is because this is something relatively simple where you can where you can actually get the map out for the past three months so they can go three months back and actually see how you're actually handling sugar, how your body is handling sugar. You may not ever put a teaspoon of sugar in your tea or your coffee or drink sugary drinks, and you still might have a high A1C. You may not even eat any bread products. You may go totally keto, uh, which is another another episode for another day because that's that's actually kind of an interesting one itself but you can go completely keto and still have your numbers slightly high but they're still lowering on the keto diet but that's like i said another story definitely recommend dennis Polak off of youtube he's um He's been a diabetic for 18 years, and he's dedicated to actually helping those with diabetes. And I actually pre-warned him like a year or so ago that I actually did want to start a channel, so he knew I'd be name-dropping him. So he'll probably actually really enjoy the attention. Uh, um, anyways, I kind of he kind of reminds me of uh, Mr. Rogers for diabetics. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, This podcast is also, um, in remembrance of one of my good friends, Doug Humlock, Humlock, sorry, his name is Doug Humlock, from North Carolina, he actually passed away, uh, the beginning of June, wait, July, yeah, we're in July, so, uh, the beginning of July, sometime. I think it was July 10th, I think. Anyways, yes. It's in remembrance of him because he always wanted to do a podcast with me. Um, We were a very interesting type of duo. We just couldn't get the podcast to work correctly the way we wanted to, especially being him in, in, uh, North Carolina and me being in Idaho. So, <laughs> you know, that's a little bit far and I wasn't as skilled to actually get that together. And he definitely wasn't skilled to get that together, but he was an amazing musician, had amazing voice, would have been perfect on a podcast. It just didn't happen. But in his remembrance, in his honor, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, this, this podcast is dedicated to him. Okay. So back to the diabetes. Okay. If you have diabetes, let's say you've just been diagnosed, don't beat yourself up. There's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of us that have had, you know, sugar in our lifetimes. Don't beat yourself up. But you know, what I would, would actually pay attention to is the World Health Organization on uh, the amount of sugar that you should not go over, and that's six teaspoons. 6 teaspoons is really hard not to get over, and the reason being is because you drink a simple coke and it has 8 to 9 teaspoons of sugar in it. So do yourself a favor and throughout the sugary drinks, you don't need to consume your calories with that unless of course you're super pole thin and that's your thing, and you know, hey, if that's your thing, do it. But the reason why I'm recommending this is because one of the things I had a doctor tell me one time, and he only said two words to me, and it got me thinking about every other thing that I ever did. The two words he gave me when my numbers were extremely high, I was 13 I think with my A1C, it was absolutely ridiculous. He was ready to start giving me the shot. That's the, the injectable insulin which, oh no, if you have to have it by the way, take it. But me at the time and in my ignorance, I'm like, no, stop, wait. I let me correct some wrongs I did in my life, which I did. I I actually fell off the wagon. I, I mean, us diabetics were like alcoholics, right? Um anyways, I started eating ice cream and enjoying a candy bar as well. I mean, this was just like maybe like rare, it's like twice in a month or whatever, but I did this for a period of like six months. And, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll eat that cookie, you know, like, when it's given at the office party and stuff like that. And, you know, this stuff really affected me. Even though it was like one cookie, it was like the least amount of anybody else that was actually eating there. It still affected me and my numbers. So, um, because I ate that cookie, and I'm like, looking at my A1C, and it's like, it's now 13. So, that was horrible i don't ever want to have to go through that again i don't want you to go through that uh, anymore either so that's one of the reasons for this podcast is so that you know uh, you know so maybe you'll learn something maybe you'll learn something more and give me a little bit of advice as well because you know what i can always use advice um but i definitely recommend listening to dennis Pollock first so um again i'm referring back to him he's on youtube because if you're going to get your, your A1C under control, if you're going to learn what foods may affect you and what may not, he does a lot of testing on his site, he's got a lot of channels out right now, he's been doing this for years, he, he knows what he's doing. So first and foremost, um, I listen to him over my doctor but that's just because of the fact I've been doing this for 10 years. So. Um, Of course, if you're a new diabetic, definitely listen to your doctor. They do still have some good suggestions. Uh, There's a reason why I am the way I am, though, because uh, some doctors, I mean, general practitioner doctors, of course, they're going to want, they're they're there to alert you to the, the issue that you don't know of. Your further research is going to further your recovery again. So if I didn't make that clear, hopefully I've made that clear now. So, um, metformin, by goodness sake, if your doctor recommends it, please take it and take it religiously every day, just like a prayer and do your exercise. Don't go overboard, especially if you're on your medications, um, because that could be detrimental as well. I mean, just as you can be a hyperglycemic, you can also be a hypoglycemic, if I've noticed. And I have been both. So... I've had my numbers where they've, they've been too high, I've had my numbers where they're too low, and I just want to be normal, just like everybody does. Uh, I would love to go back to the days when I could just have a chocolate, you know, a piece of chocolate cake, or a cookie, or a Coca-Cola, or even bread. <laughs> See, that's a funny thing. Okay, The thing about breads is breads turn into starches. Starches turn into sugars. These are things that actually affect your blood sugar. So you eat a sandwich, let's say you can be as good as possible. You can have the leanest meats, you can have, you know, like maybe a slice of cheese, it's reduced calorie, you can put a little bit of mayo on it, if nothing at all, or maybe some mustard. And totally throw off your sugar numbers. The reason being is not only is there sugar in the bread, but the starches that are in the wheat, they break down, they turn into sugar. It can be detrimental for your system. The best way you're going to see how this actually reacts to your blood sugar is by testing your blood sugar before and after your meal. So um, if you've never used a glucometer before, It's pretty easy, you can actually get a rely-on meter from Walmart and actually test your blood sugar. And it's one that I'd actually recommend. It's actually very inexpensive to get a rely-on meter. And you test your blood sugar before you actually eat your meal. Then you test your blood sugar after you eat your meal some people test it right away because they want to know if their numbers are some people will actually wait an hour after meal and then test it test their blood sugars you'll get the feel of it um the reason why you want to do this is because well one you're going to find out that eating two slices of bread a lot of times will actually really throw your numbers out of whack you're going to find that you're going to need to eat one piece of bread the sandwich instead of the two slices. What's worse is if you're, ar- you're already eating two sandwiches, now you're eating four slices of, well, as I like to put it, sugar. Breads are sugar to me. So, um, there are alternatives though. But, uh, but I have found that if I eat two sandwiches, I have completely gone over my sugar limit by a lot. Can't eat any more that day. It's ridiculous, not only that, but it's ballooned my sugar numbers up so high, extraordinarily high, and of course, when you get as high as a kite like when you're diabetic, the thing is, is like with normal people, you drop after about an hour, and then you go back to normal. When you're diabetic though, you stay high, and you stay up in those clouds. And you might be a two, three hundred. Hopefully not, I've never been a two, three hundred. But you could be a two or three hundred and not even know it and float for days in that two or three hundred. And then you add more food and then it goes higher. It might go down a little bit because your pancreas is still working a little bit, but you just never know. So let's go back to the sandwiches. Okay, going back to the sandwiches and you may learn this if you're lucky in a diabetes class that you can actually take the same amount of meats that you were using in um, Your two sandwiches for instance if you actually two sandwiches put that in one sandwich, one slice make it like overly bearing with meat and <laughs> cheese and lettuce and whatever other goodies you're putting in there maybe some onions and maybe some avocado and As long as you have that one slice of bread, you're gonna be fine and if those are still affecting your numbers, like, for instance, you're testing your blood sugar before and after with that. Like, let's say that's still not working for you. They have things like lettuce wraps, if you can scan those. Um, but there's just things you have to worry about as a diabetic. Another thing is rice. Potatoes. These are foods that turn into starch, which turn into sugar and they affect your blood sugar. If you're the kind of person like I am, or I can sit down with a bag of chips and make a meal out of it, no, 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 no. That's not gonna work anymore. The reason why, and I don't care what nationality, you are black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, is going to like affect your blood sugar. If you're normal, this isn't gonna affect your blood sugar too much. It's like give it an hour, test again, you're gonna be back to 100, you're good. If you're diabetic that is kind of straight that's like taking in sugar i mean if you're going to eat a bag of chips you might as well just straight up be eating sugar and not to mention there's a lot of diabetics out there that also have high blood pressure that bag of chips has a ton of salt in it even if you eat it lightly salted it's still going to raise your blood pressure so hopefully uh just make sure to keep your blood check blood pressure as well under check if you need to take Medications. Listen, is a really good medication. Again, I've been that, on that for 10 years. Love my medications. Haven't had any issues like stomach upset. Make sure you always take your medications on food. It's good. Um, let's say you can't get to a doctor. Now, Lysnoprol Metformin for me has been fairly inexpensive. So I can actually afford the medications. It's like $7, $4 at Walmart. Fantastic prices. I can afford that every month. But let's say you can't. And let's say there's no way you're going to be able to actually get the medications that you need to control your diabetes. Never fear. Get your, get your blood meter. Get your glucometer. Uh, the reason why it's important is because if you're going to have to control it strictly with diet, because there's no other options for you, this is something that's workable as well, because you can actually cut out the sugar out of your diet so that you can stay alive. And of course there's other people that have such extreme diabetes, or pancreas is completely quitting so they can't do anything but inject. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to get your medications. You're going to have to get your insulin, whatever it is. This is by no means recommended for type 1 diabetic. So I don't know if I made that clear or not. This is for type 2. But just to let you know, the, the person who actually developed the uh, keto diet, for instance, the original father of the keto diet, he was a type 1 diabetic and he was actually able to reverse his diabetes on this. And this is something that Dennis Pollock has mentioned, and he refers back to the book and the, the grandfather of, or the father of, the keto diet. So, something to look into. Also, the keto diet was originally developed in the course, everybody will tell you this. Keto diet was actually developed for children who had really bad seizures. It's just that. This diet actually has been attributed to um, um, reversing diabetes, reversing cancer, and reversing other things as well. So, The keto diet is a very exclusive, very strange diet because it's one where you're eliminating carbs but you're embracing things such as fats and meats. So you're eating things like eggs and butter and cream cheese and sour cream and things you never thought were actually good for you aren't actually that bad. What's bad is the combination of things like breads and then then the fats. And that's part of the problem with American diet, too. You walk into McDonald's, you ask for a cheeseburger, and what do you have? You have the, the bread product, which is the carb. You have the cheese, which is a milk product, which is okay. Um, and then you have the meat, which has all the fat in it. Well, the cheese has the fat in it, too. So you got the cheese and meat have the fat in it. And it's a cheeseburger, so of course they're not going to put any lettuce on there. but you're going to have a couple pickles thrown on there, a little bit of mustard, a little bit of ketchup, if I can remember correctly, all on a nice toasted bun. You eat it, it's like, mmm, this is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious because it's all fat and carbs. Let's just fat and sugar. Because, you know, carbs, they turn into sugar. So, what you put in is what you're going to put out. So, if you get anything out of this, just remember, get a meter, get your A1C tested listen to your doctor, but I would really recommend Dennis Pollock because if you're trying to reduce your numbers, he's a good good one to actually refer you to. See, one thing that I found out with my doctor is it was very limited the type of contact that I actually had with him, because, you know, they're just there to deliver the bad news. It's like, okay, hi, congratulations, you have diabetes. Or, it wasn't congratulations you have diabetes, but... They may as well have said that because it's like, congratulations, you have diabetes. Okay, we're going to send you the dietitian. Dietitian, after they see you for like an hour, they're going to send you off and say, good luck. Get your A1C tested every three months, three to six months. See where you're at because this is what's going to help you. Now, hopefully I haven't bored you to death. I'm trying to be very frank, very honest about the stuff that I've learned. And of course, in other podcasts, I may actually just pick a topic and just talk about it. But I kind of wanted to throw everything in, all punches in, in the first episode of this. I have about 10 years of knowledge. I have two pages on Facebook. One is Diabetes Aware. The other one is Diabetes and Exercise. I have some really good tips on there so especially if you're brand spanking new to diabetes it's um, it's not a bad couple of channels again this diabetes aware not awareness but diabetes aware and there's another channel that came out shortly thereafter they said they call themselves diabetes awareness I'm not affiliated with them. I am diabetes aware and diabetes and exercise. But um, if you go on those two channels, it'll show you that, that it's really not that bad. There's new and innovative approaches to diabetes, things that have never been actually addressed before. Anyways, I've picked these out over the past 10 years, things that have actually kept me healthy. Um, a lot of it by now, you know, 10 years later, is just good common sense. Um, but it really, I've really had to question some people's motives out there and, um, in diabetes land. After 10 years of researching this, I can really point out the people who pretend to be experts and they're getting paid the big bucks and they're not helping diabetics. So. Um, I'm not going to mention any names right now because there are some pretty big wig names that don't have a clue on what they're actually talking about, which is kind of sad. I'm kind of wondering who put them in charge, honestly, and why they're getting paid big bucks. But then again, that's corporate greed for you. So, um, technically, like right now, as far as I know, this isn't for profit. My two sites on Facebook are not for profit. I am just strictly diabetic, sharing my opinion and what I've learned and what I've been through for the past 10 years. And I would say it's been definitely been a roller coaster ride, and we'll definitely see where it goes in the future, if anywhere. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, any thoughts? you know, get that A1C checked, be good to others, and God bless. Have a great day. This is Margaret Frankowitz, signing out.